Hey everyone, welcome again to another episode of Nerds in the City, a Central Florida podcast talking about nerd cultures, movies, games, comics, movie reviews, and events happening in and around Central Florida, hopefully soon. As always, this is your host Tony with our boy Nix. What's up, people? What's up, what's up? What's goody? Good, man. How are you doing? I'm doing amazing. Amazing? Amazing. Amazing. Yes, All sir. right. Yeah. It's been a good week. I've been catching up on a lot of uh, TV, new TV shows, which we'll mention in a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, some new movies that I've been watching, or retro movies I haven't watched in a long time that got released onto Netflix. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them being Karate Kid. Wait, what? They just released Karate Kid to Netflix? Yeah. Like the original or the new one? The original movies. And uh, side note, sidebar mm-hmm. note, is that... Uh, you know how the Cobra Kai was on Netflix? Yeah. Netflix. No, no, no. I mean, on YouTube. YouTube. Yeah. Netflix picked it up. So they're coming to season three, continuing the story on Netflix. You think it's going to be big now? Because I feel, it, like, is, I feel is, like it's... It's um. It's getting a, call, a following. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Anybody who has a YouTube a YouTube subscription, which I am one, I feel like that's that's a cult following in its own. Yeah. Because mo- like, most people don't have a YouTube subscription, but whatever. Um, well, I'm yeah, hoping, they, I hope it hits the mainstream like you like it. Yeah, no, it is. It is. It's, it, I know the at first people were like iffy about it, and then it just started picking up steam a little bit mm-hmm. to the point that season two fu- uh, finished off on a cliffhanger, mm-hmm. and we were like, "Oh, I can't wait for season three. And mm-hmm. they announced that uh, Netflix picked it up for the continuation of the story of season three. So that's and that's how I started watching Karate Kid, the movie with mm-hmm. Ralph Macchio. Ralph Macchio. Ralph Macchio. But let's get into some news. What you got? Tell me. The, tell me what's going on All with right. the world. So we're gonna take it on a serious note now. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna start off with that and then try to make it go lighter to that and better talk. Right, hold on, let me get my serious face. Yeah. All right. Uh, so the the biggest news that came into this and this is hits closer to what we do outside of um, podcasting and. Mm-hmm work and life is fighting game tournaments and fighting games in general because we go to ceo every year and so the biggest fighting game tournament in the world is evo yeah and it's so it's, it was getting so popular that it was on espn too mm-hmm. so espn was covering some of the fighting games from it um and what happened recently was uh in the past i think week to two or i think it was like early last week um the co-founder mr wizard mm-hmm. uh the there were some players that came out and uh, of allegations of sexual misconduct from him and there was other players that uh, also tagged onto the like i remember that story and they're doing an investigation so what evo did as as a corporation itself is let go of all ties to mr wizard but on top of that, Capcom, NetherRealms, Bandai, um, I think even Nintendo. Mm-hmm. All well, Nintendo doesn't respond to it, but even the Smash community, they all said that we're not going to be involved in Evil Online, which was supposed to be running from July fourth. It was like, like a month long tournament mm-hmm. for the fighting game, and uh, it sucks uh that every whoever had to experience that and whoever does at this point in time in their life that they have to and it's horrible i do think that um evo is handling the best way they can in the light of the situation uh 
I do think that people that do do that should be accused and punished pro- uh, in the most fashionable manner mm-hmm. there should be. Um, I, the only downfall to that is that it, that it does hurt the fighting game community because it's it's because games are games, video games, but this is like a smaller subset to. Obviously, it's, a, it's not, yeah, there's this fighting game. It's, it's a specific and, niche. Yeah, like you have fighting, racing, all these different genres of the gaming community in general. So this is a very specific subset. And um, I believe this is not even the first time it's it's come up to under this kind of scrutiny before. Yeah, there there has been um, that this has been in span of like 20 years or something of, of allegations that either just arise recently that mm. that go as far as back as that um they are investigating he did me put a tweet out apologizing mm-hmm. um it didn't i read it i felt it was a way of just apologizing but it didn't come off sincere or like he he was acknowledging everything that he did was wrong um i, I don't know the president personally i don't mm. know what he's going through um i'm just perceiving it how i read it you know that's how I read it. That's from all the everything that I read through Twitter or um, certain articles and everything else. I know that um, I did speak to um, our one of our cousins, Mikey, and he was pissed about it because he's very invested and in, he's been doing fighting game tournaments as an organizer for at least ten plus years. And that's the, that's the the thing right now, which is because the biggest battle that they have. I mean, trust me, the fact that everybody. You know, it, this came out, and that man faces the the repercussion that he obviously deserves in this yeah. case. But the other the other repercussion that could that I hope doesn't, and it's not even that's not even like a like kind of like a physical or legal thing, in the sense of like as far as uh, the community itself it doesn't have a stigma. That's what I'm worried about. Just because, yeah. I mean, think about it. Every every other every other every other profession that generates some kind of accusations but like more repetitively gains a stigma with it you know the, the you know for a long time um the priesthood the for a long time you know you have things like the 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 uh, boy scouts boy scouts all these different uh subset professions that because of individuals obviously it becomes a stigma abusing their power to yeah that. so it just just the fact that i hope it just you know doesn't tarnish or... i hope it basically goes away not goes away but i hope this person suffers what he's supposed to suffer, but that it whatever stigma goes just with him. Yeah, or and whoever is involved with it too that does the Obviously, same yeah. same same kind of act. But yeah, and 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 with that was and I was talking to Mikey and I, know, I don't know if I mentioned it to you. It was like it, it felt like um, they tried so hard in the fighting game community mm. um, to push this forward. To I'm talking about the community stuff, not the the mm-hmm. accusation and everything that happens in that. But you're talking about the event itself. I'm talking about the event itself to the yeah. point that, like, it took so many years for them to get on ESPN, not e- like not even ESPN, ESPN two, that for this and 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 I know it's gonna create some type of small stigma or something following it that because there's a lot of people of different ages that come in together and go to this event and it's like three day weeks, four day weeks, that is gonna hinder it or take it back a few steps that they have to push even further to get hopefully back to where they're at or and beyond that. Yeah. And which what we want. That's the thing. Okay. So that's what I mean is that because we're not talking about, we're not talking about gaming as a whole. No. Cause there's so many subsets of it, but right now, you know, you have like the success already of something like, um, 
Fortnite and then like basically battle battle. I don't know what the exact terms is, but like battle, that battle style, that battle yeah. style uh, gaming battle, subset, battle royale, battle royale yeah. subset, right? They're gaining a lot of momentum, especially with last Fortnite where the kid won so much money and that was a huge event. So for this to happen, it's just gonna push this this subset down to and then other subsets are gonna have are they gonna they're basically people and I'm hoping it doesn't happen but people that, that were in this community decide because of everything's going on or they not feel comfortable or safe, they go to another one and then it hurts that community as a whole because it shouldn't. Yeah. And what's good about this what I love about the community itself mm-hmm. Is that um, I'm part I'm part of a lot of Facebook groups of different ones. Yeah. Like there's Orlando, South Florida, and there's other ones that I'm in, like Chicago. There's a couple of them from like Georgia and California mm-hmm. that I, I just talk to other people in like New Jersey, New York. And what I love about the community is like if somebody outs somebody about any uh, racist comments, sexual misconduct, mm-hmm. or anything that you shouldn't be doing against somebody else's well being mm-hmm. or their choice, they band together and they eliminate them. From ever going to any events, they're banned them from events like as quick as possible. So, which I love about that community is like once they see something that's wrongdoing, mm-hmm. they address it and react to it as quickly. So, how they did with this with uh, Mr. Wizard, it's appropriate, and we'll just leave it there. <laughs> no, it's yeah, it's sad, and it's it's. I mean, it's the, sometimes it, sometimes you don't you don't like to admit, but this is sometimes the world we live in, and but there are good things so. Let's, what's the next what's the next piece of information you have this week? All right, so what we have next is Amazon has the, they owned a gaming company called Relentless, a gaming studio called Relentless. Okay. And they came out with this game called Crucible. Okay. And they set it to release, but they had so much backlash of it because the game was kind of lackluster, the characters were boring, and some of the functionality wasn't up to par mm-hmm. that they unreleased it. So they brought it back to closed beta and to go back and work on the game. So, cause this game had different features. They have uh, MOBA, which is a multiplayer battle arena, like leagues of legend, um, smite, but they also, so had- yeah, I was reading it. So basically it's like they, they had creative ideas in regards to the game itself, but the actual, like, the actual stylization and story and stuff like that was not invested well into. Yeah, well, they were investing more on that side of it because they also had mm-hmm. a, a battle arena style and a multiplayer. Mm-hmm. Um, other, um, uh, sorry, excuse me, other modes of the yeah, game. Yeah. So with that is that they focus. It looks like they focus a lot on the battle re a battle the arena. options rather than the styles. No, no, they, they put more of their times um, instead of because they had like several options of several types of, types of modes to play. Mm. And from the understanding is that they spent a lot more time on the battle arena than they focused on battle royale or mm. multiplayer mode. So it felt so like multiple options, but none of them are good. None of them are were up to par. Yeah. So they were. But then on top of that is like the characters itself were like. And it's funny because I was looking at the characters and I was like, OK, so for those. For those of you who probably don't know, you know, I grew up, my family owned a party supply store growing yeah. up, right? So I always laugh because my father, obviously, this is in New York, and, you know, it was just so funny because obviously kid people wanted to come in and buy, like, now you kind of have to buy uh, trademark characters, right? You know, I don't know if it's just kids become more savvy or what, whatever it was, but, like, back in the day, they didn't, you didn't necessarily have to offer trademark characters. Like, they used to have, like like super uh, uh budget versions of like yeah. characters i forgot 
So not Power Rangers, but it was like something else, like uh, Triforce Rangers or something. Something like that. It was like it was like a super like you know bootleg version of it, and it was yeah. like literally it but went like, with that with every cartoon. But everything it was like, like two two degrees apart. It was like something like <laughs> so. It looks like the colors, but the costumes are different. So that's kind of when I saw this. I'm like, yeah, it kind of looks like a, a kind of like like you know I guess when a bootleg version of of um you know what was it a uh, um, was it League of Legends? No, it was League, League, League of Legends, Legends or Smite. What was the other one? There was another one. Which other one? There was a, another. Th- there's a lot of them. But that's what I'm saying. They basically just took like they literally they just like they watered it down a little bit. They're like you know instead of coming up with a new Dota, concept, Arena of Valor, Heroes of the Storm, Osmonauts. That's what I'm saying. So it's like I hate when they do that because like I mean at least all those games probably do have their own you know thing going on as far as their own story structure style. So it's weird when a company like this, especially with the money that they have, decides to just be like just be, like. To capitalize on it, it's almost like they came out. Have you ever seen Amazon Basics? Yeah. Like this is like the Amazon Basics of games. Like yeah. Like it's it is what you ordered, but it's kind of cheaper. It's like ki- kind of <laughs> off. Yeah. It's on the more inexpensive side. <sighs> but you know, yeah. which works for some products, but not not for not for creative content. Yeah, not for a game. Yeah, you want to keep like the- I don't I don't want to buy the Amazon Basics version of like Diplo Diplo's next album or something. <laughs> Diplo Amazon the, Basics. The, ba- the bass just drops really, really like watered down. Like instead of a drop, like Psing. like Man. just yeah, like just no mix at all. <laughs> yeah, so that's that's uh, they have. So they're going back to closed beta and they're mm-hmm. getting some more casual and uh, highly high competitive players to mm-hmm. come back in and do like a community council. And they all play and they all put their input and they all start working on it to get in. That literally should have been the first thing they did. I think they they thought they they had enough information to release the game and mm-hmm. it didn't. All right. So next topic is Attack on Titan. So are you a fan of the show? I've seen seasons one and two. I haven't seen the last. 30. I have not seen the last one. I don't know why the season two. It kind of fell off for me. I was watching and then I just I don't know why I stopped. Um, and it's not it's not that it's bad. It's interesting either way. Um, it's just it just you sometimes you think about like who creates these worlds and I love that. Um, but no, it's I'm a fan of the show one way or the other. Yeah, so um, they're coming out with um, Attack on Titan Chronicles, the movie. Uh-huh. Um, it was acquired by Fanimation, so they're going to do a movie adaptation of the first three seasons. Because mm-hmm. there's a fourth season coming up. The but like you said, live, right? I think, if I'm not mistaken, it's live. That's that's if, if, if I read it correctly. But yeah, but I, I, I hope it's live. I just want to know how they... They accomplish the characters, not the characters, because the characters are great. They can, they can, uh, the costumes, all that stuff will be easily done. Is how can they accomplish the the uh, Titans? The reason I say that is because essentially, I'm sorry, no, no, it's just a full movie. Oh, okay, never mind. Because no, I was like, so essentially, the the Titans, not maybe the specialized ones can look cool, but every other one is just gonna look like you know, if you went to a nudist uh, retirement community coming at you. <laughs> And for real, they just—they're just like boring, yeah. naked people. Like, <laughs> so to make that live action would be so bizarre. <laughs> yeah, but I, I enjoyed it. I know that they released the—I think mm. the trailer for the next season, which is yeah. a, a final season, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see for animation do a full movie. Well, uh, okay, uh, so they you okay, so the have Chronicles. you seen the Netflix ones that have been releasing? Obviously, like the they did one for the live action. Well, they're live action, like the, I, I guess they're coming from. I don't know if it's from Korea or Japan, but they have like, uh, like, like short snippet movies, like, 
like live action version of Ble- uh, Bleach, which I like. It was not bad. Attack on Titan. And I mean, then, Attack no, on no, Titan. No, no, um, no. Full Metal Alchemist. Full Metal Alchemist. That, that I felt could have been better, but it wasn't bad either way. They also have uh, Avatar, the last airbender there. What? <laughs> that is not the same thing. No, it was horrible. That is not the same. <laughs> it was horrible. You know what's really sad about that? I Okay, so I'll be honest with you. Because of all the bad press, I never actually got down, sat down and watched it. But it's sad because based on what I've seen, little snippets or character choices like that, it seemed like there was some consideration. I just yeah. don't know where the consideration actually was going to, but it seemed like there was some consideration. Yeah, some consideration. Um, but yeah, I, I I guess one day I'm gonna have to just bite the bullet and watch it. Yeah, you have to. It, it, it's. Uh, you mean it was made by somebody who probably didn't watch the show? I can yeah, believe that. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> I think somebody gave him a cliff notes. Of like a one-page paragraph, what the whole movie was about, or the whole show was about, mm-hmm. and they're like, "You could do this off of this, yeah, you can." And they just did it. It was, ah, oh, so god, so awful. All right, let's get. I don't even want to talk about it. So yeah, Attack on Titan <laughs> Chronicles movie acquired mm-hmm. by Fanimation. Yeah. All right, so now let's get a little bit to the movie side. Okay. So the first one is that we did talk about this trailer last week. Mm-hmm. Was the tax collector. Yes. Uh, which was Charlotte Buff's character. Then yeah. uh, one thing that was that I don't know if we mentioned it on the podcast. We I think we I think we talked about it outside of it. We did discuss it, but we were like kind of back and forth. But I don't know if we, it was on the podcast. But yeah, continue. So one two things is that one, um, all the tattoos on his chest on the trailer are actually real tattoos that he it, did get on himself. So, which was crazy because he's a very method actor. So he got really invested into the character that he actually got the tattoos. That was crazy, you know. Because I was looking at the piece and I was trying to see um, if it had anything to do with the movie or even his personal life, and I was trying to figure it out. It's a little different. Like, I mean, obviously, it has a very uh, stylized style tattoo. Yeah. Um, for that, for the culture of the movie. So, but it was. I was trying to see if there was anything indicating anything about the movie or anything anything about. Maybe him personally. No, but it, it, it reflects a lot. The tattoo itself reflects of like South Los Angeles. No, like something the style. Culture. The, that tattoo. style is of that, that culture. That I understand. But obviously, you know. Like you, you think it, it was going to be something referring to the movie itself? Something. Well, okay. So when I'm looking at that tattoo, it's not, um, it's not very uh, uh, typical imagery used in that culture. In a sense, like it is what it isn't. Like, you know, it, it didn't just take... You know the typical clown face stuff like that, and just throw it on there. It, it they did have, I think, uh, one character in the statue did have it, but it was it's very different. So I was just I was curious where it came from. I don't know if it had to do with the movie or it had something to do with his personal life, but I was curious about it. Yeah. So yeah, he's very method actor. So like I remember mm-hmm. David Iyer, which also is is a is a director for this movie. Yeah. He mentioned that he pulled out a tooth during Fury <laughs> to play a part his character. Mm-hmm. So the conversation that I remember, I don't know if it was on the podcast, but I'll mention it again, mm-hmm. is that I was saying to you was like, I feel that there is going to be some backlash from the Hispanic community that he'll be doing like how they say blackface, brownface, which or that he that in a movie that's 99 looks like 99 percent Hispanics. This is the only white person in that movie that. Potentially, from looking at it, not knowing the story, not knowing the movie, mm-hmm. is a Hispanic character played by a white person. David Iyer def- defunct that theory by a tweet saying that, no, 
He is a white Jewish guy that grew up in that culture, that was, yeah. that grew up in it and embraced it. He said he him himself grew up in the hood or mm-hmm. grew up in that culture that you get acclimated, you get you being around it, you're you're you become it. Yeah. So that's the and that was one thing I remember we were talking back and forth about it, and I was like, and I called it. I was like, you know what? Somebody's gonna say something about it. But I feel like the, okay, so I just. Feel, I mean, it's just so bizarre. Is I get it, and I, I mean, it, it, it's not like he took a role from somebody. That's one, because obviously the whole ca- the rest of the cast, the rest of the cast of the entire movie yeah. is, is Hispanic. Um, but it's not just that. It's just we're, I don't know. I just find it. It's just sometimes I wonder because I'm we're such a diverse uh, people in general. Like all Hispanics are like, you know, I, I you know, for, for anybody who doesn't know me, I I look probably more Samoan than I do Dominican because you know I do have like tan skin, you know, things like that. Um, but that's just me because, I mean, you look literally my sister and her kids and it's it's like night and day, literally, where, you know, she yeah, has. Yeah, we cover, we cover a wide spectrum of color. And that's what I'm saying. Uh, so it's melanin in our system. Yeah, color, blue eyes, oh, you know. Yeah, I have cousins like, that are pure 100% Dominican. They have brown hair, uh, blonde hair, blue eyes. And they, and a good and, movie that addressed and they, that. They and live I think in we, Dominican Republic. It's and, not like they, they live here. No, but it's funny. There's a good movie that addressed that very same thing. Um, not necessarily as far as TV roles or movie roles, but like we had brought it up in our discussion, which was um, there's an old movie called Blood In, Blood Out, where it talks about three cousins that grew up in the hood and, you know, where they their life took them. But one of them literally is Hispanic, you know, things like that. But he is super light skinned and he has blue eyes. So they made fun of him in the movie. That's what I said. The, the whole movie, he's trying to find his place. You know, in 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 both worlds, like, like in he, life. he he's not dark enough to be in the with his the Hispanic culture, but he's not he's still Spanish enough that he can be embraced into the, his white heritage. That's what that. that's, that's what I'm saying. So but, it's it's a very we have it's a very interesting discussion argument. But it's it's one that I'm hope I'm I hope it don't start because if you think about it, if they start pulling on that thread, how far back can you go? Because okay, uh, the most infamous movie of all time. Um, and I'm not talking bad because that was one of my favorite movies. And I'm I'm not saying anything ill. I'm just saying if we pull this cord. It could, I wonder if it would ever lead to this, which is um, um, the one with um, Tony Montana, um, Scarface. Yeah, because he was that's Al Pacino playing a Cuban. Cuban, a Cuban, exactly. So yeah, so I don't know if people are going to go that far back. Mm-hmm. But no, I don't think that I, I've just never really heard that argument in in in, mo, in for the most part. So I'm. Um, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah. But it was it was it was interesting that we brought it up and it came up like that. So yeah. So that's, that does I was just bringing that up because of our last conversation. Yeah. Yeah. So one good one uh, another topic that I want to get into. Yeah. Before we get to our top five. Yeah. Is Death Becomes Her is getting a reboot, and it's gonna have Kate Hudson, Anne Hathaway, Robert Downey Jr., and Lady Gaga. So. Just so that we can run these roles, okay. So I, I'm a huge fan of, of Death Becomes Her. Yeah. It was a good, a good movie. Uh, original characters was um, you have the list there. The original characters was uh, uh, Kate, um, <laughs> you uh, uh, Goldie Hawn, Meryl uh, Streep, Meryl Streep, Bruce Willis, Bruce Willis, and I'm not sure of the character Lady Gaga would be playing. But essentially, there is a character that's very, um, very stylized, very you know, like she lives in a very gaudy stylized location and house so you know she's almost like this queen of this little thing so she doesn't have a huge role but her presence is very well 
received, yeah. right? After all this time. So that's Lady Gaga's perfect for that. Um, the fact that Goldie Hawn was the, one of the original characters and Kate Hudson is going to follow up, which is her daughter. Yeah. That's that's like a it's like a perfect... Um, perfect casting. Perfect for the, casting for that. So... And I love a hand in Hathaway. She could. She could. This play is it. not their first. This is the first. This is not their first um, pairing, right? Uh, is it? Kate Hudson and um, and Hathaway. No, didn't they do like a brides thing, theme movie where they were best friends that were fighting for oh, the same? Oh yes, yes. Um, uh, bride wars. Bride wars. Yes. So the only the only uh, casting I'm a little hesitant about. And again, I love him in almost everything he does. Yeah. Which is Robert Downey Jr. The, for a couple of reasons. One, I mean, obviously there. This is a more younger. It's supposed to be a younger uh, group, right? Yeah. I don't think I don't know if he's that much further away as far as age, considering from Bruce Willis. And even that, I'm not going to be ageist. Like I'm not going to say because he's too old, or whatever. But the other part is the whole point of the character. If you watch it, is that um, um, he's kind of like a very kind of like wimpy like yeah he gets beat up a lot by the by the the a lot of the characters in the movie which bruce was actually does a good job like he does a good job when he's like you know he's kind of like beaten and then when he takes charge stuff like that so for me honestly i would have not picked um i would have not picked uh, uh robert Downey jr. jr i think he's great but for me i think the role should have gone to um paul rudd mine would have been mark ruffalo mark ruffalo yeah I can Maybe see, I could see him do that role. Is this you know what it is? The one thing, one he's a likable character. Yeah, but you know what it is? You need a good freak out. Like you need a good yeah, Paul time, Rudd. Like, Paul Rudd. Yeah, exactly. And that's why I think about this movie because I remember Bruce Willis did a great job when like, you know, he does he does that every so often. He does it in every movie, but when he does a scene where he's like he just had it and he starts freaking out, he does a good. You know, he's not like uh, Nicholas Cage. Nicholas Cage is almost in every movie. But Bruce Willis does it in some movies, and he does a good job at it. Yeah. So I think Paul Rudd would be good at that freakout scene. Yeah. Okay. That's. Yeah. All right. Because mine was Mark Ruffalo, but I'm sticking <laughs> with Mark Ruffalo. All right. So now we're gonna go into our top five. So last okay. week, me and Nick were discussing reboots, and uh, what was the discussion was I forgot what movie we were discussing that was a. Uh, Probably something like this, but I'm not. Sure, I'm trying to think what other. Because reboots are, are feel like they're common. Um, but we did discuss it in regards to which movies would work well, which movies should be. Because okay, so this took me a while to think about. Yeah. Because I was thinking. Oh, because we were talking about the oh, Twister that's right, right. Twister. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. So, so okay. So yeah, I remember the conversation because we were like, "What movies? Some movies deserve a, a reboot." So, so the, do you want to start with your favorite? Okay. So you like, this you is, know what? No, Rock what? paper scissors. Whoever goes ready. One, two, three, shoot. All right, you go first. I won. Scissor beats first. Okay, sorry. Okay. All right, so... Before you, before you go into your list, yeah. give me why did you... This is what I was going to tell you. Okay, so I was, gonna, I was going to get into it until you read my mind. All right. I have a... Like, this took me a while because I have a very specific mindset when it comes to reboots. Okay. Okay, so reboots have to work in the sense of why we're doing it. Why? What's the point of all of going through all this process? Because... To make to remake a already good movie, it's I don't see the point. Like for example, one of my favorite movies of all time, and obviously because I have tattoos of it, is Fifth Element. The Sixth Sense. <laughs> Sixth Sense. <laughs> it's Bruce Willis. No, no, Fifth Element. <laughs> so, anyways, 
Fifth Element was done, I believe, in 1996, right? So um, you would think after all these years, it, it can deserve a reboot. But honestly, no, because it was so well made. It was stylized, the beauty of it. Like, I could watch it today and not really see, like, an old movie. Yeah. So I don't see why would you do it. Like, you're not really going to improve on it. So you're just going to – and then you're going to make changes that are just going to upset the real fans. So then why make it? Um so that's why I'm saying movies like that shouldn't be. Yeah. So then I had to think what movie should. So I think that it's either movies that have kind of gotten lost in time mm-hmm. and maybe can uh, benefit from getting brought back to this gener- uh, this new generation, but definitely by uh, using the technology that we have now to recreate it. Um, so kind of like a reintroduction type thing, as well as uh, better storytelling because of uh, the sto- the time and everything like that. Yeah. And like I said, movies definitely that, although we're good and popular, are we're not as legendary as some of the movies we know to stand the test of times, right? Yeah. Okay. So that's my mindset going into this. Yeah. All right. So let me start. All right. So this is my this is uh, Nick's uh, top five reboot suggestions. Um, I feel I feel like the first couple are gonna no, be a theme. But no, I no, no specific order. Just. Okay. Okay. No, not a specific word. I'm saying. Oh, okay, yeah, no, I'm just. Um, What's your first one? Let's see. Okay, so let's see if you remember this one. Stephen King's Christine. That's the one with the car. Yes. I remember that movie, but I don't even remember it enough to to like pick out a scene. You know how like some. That's what are- I'm saying. But it's if you watch it now, even the old one, you're like, wow, this is a good movie. Yeah. And I think that. Especially with the technology, even with that 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 movie, I forgot what it was like. It has to be early '80s or something like that. Yeah, it's still pretty interesting how they 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 accomplished it because of the movie has a lot to do with obviously him in this car, but it's not just that yeah. because the car is it's almost indestructible. Yeah, you know because he he literally can repair itself. So doing something like that, doing very well because remember that was physical like effects. So to be able to do physical effects like that now would be amazing. Yeah. Okay. So Christine. Christine um, by Stephen King. Yes. Um, here's another one by Stephen King, just because I think this is also another one that I think you're going to feel the same way about. Firestarter. Oh, with the first Drew, Drew Barrymore movie. Drew, yeah, first. Drew Barrymore. No, not, is, is there a first movie or second movie? Because I think her first movie would have, might have been E.T. Yeah, no, but I think this is the first one she started. Like she oh, was, she's she the main was, person. She was the main yeah. character. So again, um, just so if anybody's not aware, because that's what I'm saying, this is not I remember the movie pretty movie. clear. Yes, yeah, so what? I remember that movie pretty clearly. But that's what I'm saying. This movie wasn't a bad movie uh, by no means. It was actually a huge movie. I think it was. I think it was a great movie. That she had telekinesis uh, power. Yeah. So, and then that's what that the movie has a lot of uh, government conspiracy. Um, you know, has abilities. Um, obviously, now in the comic book world, I think we would definitely benefit from it. But it was about a very specific little girl who had a level of telekinesis that literally everybody, including the government, was afraid of. Yeah. And I think something like that done well would be a great reboot. Yeah, that would be. Because, again, it go, it's a movie that was good, got lost in time a little bit. Because although if I mention it, people might be, like, nostalgic and remember it, it's not the same level as, let's say, like a Star Wars or something that, that you can literally watch the original and be, like, okay with it. Like, man, this was great. Yeah. So I think that would definitely benefit from reboot to reintrodu- reintroduce it and then the technology that we have to kind of capture the yeah. movie, right? All right, so, okay, keep on going. So, that's already two. Um, this one's going to be a little trickier. Big Trouble in Little China. No, you can't do that. Do Why that. not? 
It's such a cult classic. It was. It was such. It okay, was, so it was sig- a good bad movie. Okay, wait. No, it wasn't a bad movie. No, I mean, no, no, no. It was. Okay, the, so the suggestion. Okay, but listen to this because I remember reading about a suggestion. I don't know if it was a rumor or just some people suggesting it, but the idea that they would bring it back, right? You mm-hmm. would bring back using, um, uh, uh, uh um, Carousel? No, Carousel's older, but no, uh, The Rock. Oh, The Rock. As Kurt Russell's character. No. No. You don't. You can't see him talking junk going back to the. I can see going I, back to the WWE days. I could see him do that, but I, I don't want to. Really? Yeah. You don't think that movie can 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 benefit from an update? No. Like I would. I wouldn't. No, I can't. Even <sighs> though I know how much more practical effects and CGI are nowadays, that it would have it would it would kill mm-hmm. in, in the visual aspect of it. But no, I can't. That's something that was like those are those that teeters on yes and no for me. Like that's like a fifty fifty. Mm-hmm. But it, I could say yes, but if, without the rock, it has to be somebody else. Okay, all right. Then maybe you might feel the same way about the next suggestion I have. Willow. Ooh, that's another classic. But that's here's the funny thing is you say classic, but like okay, you know what a classic is? A classic is a movie that you would you would not even consider remaking because. It was so good in the first place. Like you can watch the original, and I feel like now Willow is not. It's not that Willow is bad, or even if you watch the original is bad. It's just that it's again, it's lost in time, man. You know, you, you know, people yeah. know about it, but like, it's Do not like you really see, know about it. Like you have to know about it. Like yeah, you have to have watched it a lot when you were growing up. Otherwise, it's just kind of like this. Oh, I remember that. You type know what? Mentality. I'll be more accepting of Willow than Big Trouble in Little China. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think because Big Trouble in Little China, I think, still gets referenced even to this day. Willow, I don't know if it gets referenced as much. It doesn't. But you know, you don't have like a fantasy. There's a lot of memes, a lot of memes of it. You think of Willow? Yeah, Willow. Yeah. Where? Which one? I've seen. Uh, I have not seen few, any for Willow. Like one character, the, the midget. There's been a lot of memes on him. <laughs> it's wrong terminology. Sorry, a uh, little person. Yeah, but that's funny. I don't know. Uh, the, but I'm you sorry. can actually say it right now, like, because you know that character, that uh, that that actor. Um, I'm remembering his name, but he played a lot of uh, a lot of um, legendary roles. I yeah, believe. he did. Like he was a very you know he's a very legendary actor who played a lot of like characters. And right now, the most pop one of the most popular um, characters that, that that is a little person is um, the guy from um, uh, Game of Thrones. Yeah. So Peter, Dink- uh, Peter Dinklage. And if he would be interested, I think he would be a perfect introduction to this. So I mean, I don't know. I mean, and you don't even have to necessarily follow that line of the story it could literally be um any because in the movie basically they made they made it was like uh a little people were like their own community their own like village yeah so i mean i don't know i i just it, it can it can stay that same that same route or it can be something completely different but i still think willow itself as a as an overall story would be epic especially because you don't have big fantasy movies like that it's been a long time since you have a big fantasy movie like that like the only ones you could really think about in the last, you know, like five or ten years maybe would be um, uh, Lord of the Rings. Yeah. So this Pretty is much. this would be such a cool fantasy story right now. All right. All right. So that's so little, that's so four, right? That's four. Yeah, because we have Christine. No, no, no. I have that's also oh, I have six. If that's cool. That's fine. Okay. Yeah. I have seven. I, oh. <laughs> okay. So this is uh, the next one is one of mine's. One of my favorites growing up that it's a cult classic. 
I would just prefer it to come back out and be redone in a way where I feel like the masses can actually appreciate it. Yeah. Because I, I felt like the, maybe the way it was or maybe what, however it was done originally, maybe that's why it's not a it's not a it's not a bigger yeah. movie. Nightbreed. 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 So the premise of the story the movie doesn't even ring a bell, but go. But that's me. okay. So it's one of my movie recommendations too. My my Monday movie recommendations. So Nightbreed was um, actually um, I'm trying to remember the director. He's a very famous. It was a very famous director. I think he was the one who did uh. Uh, not Bram. Uh, why am I blanking on his name right now? I hate that feeling. I think he's the one that did Freddy. Nightbreed. Uh, Let's see, Clive Barker. Clive Barker. Sorry, that's what it was. Clive Barker. So the premise is basically uh, there. Um, this guy, you know, he lives in the regular world, and but he finds out there's something different about him, and then he finds out that there's an actual community of people that were born with a very like very specific uh like. He's basically part of a very specific community of people. Think of the best way to describe it is in in uh, mutants, um, uh, Morlocks. Is it Morlocks? The 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 the, the kind of subset community. No, yeah. yeah. There's a subset community of mutants in, in the comic books that they have to live underground because yeah, they're all, oh, okay, yeah. They're all physically like they all have physical attributions that they can't live amongst regular people. Yeah. So that's kind of what that is, where each one of them has these abilities. But they are like almost deformed, almost like they're good. They're like they're not evil, but they're less. They're they all have some kind of physical attributes. Attributes, but they could not live amongst the regular people. So they have their own, um, you know, community that live underground and praise a very specific type of being that kind of is their, I guess, their father. The way they, okay. they reference it. Um. So I don't know. I just it was a crazy story. It was a cool thing i mean i feel like it's something that you can see happening and it's kind of like a good action horror kind of thing because the characters can look very dark and very kind of scary but they're all they're not necessarily the villains it would be cool i mean i think if you watched it it would be especially the original you watch it it would be an interesting watch so for that to be brought to like more generation and see other people appreciate it definitely okay so let me get into the last one because i know you say you had like seven yeah so i'm much about thinking about this one all right, go. Let's see. Flight of the Navigator. Hell yes. <laughs> Not even a second thought. Like, no. <laughs> you know what's funny is like I watched that and I always I never, for some reason I I thought it was like a short movie like from one of these TV shows, like uh, um wonderful story, amazing story, something like that. I didn't know it was an entire movie and or I thought I saw I remember starting at Disney. I think it's a Disney movie, right? Yeah. I don't know. I just I think it's a great story. Like. You yeah, know, it is. you have interesting characters. You have like an interesting thing where this guy, it's about a kid who decide finds a spaceship and takes a trip and finds himself like what is it like ten twenty years in the future? Yeah, something like that. And then he has to kind of acclimate to like being his same age, you know, twenty years in the future. It's it's a it's a really cool, especially the way they did it. It was very visually beautiful, and I think oh my, that technology that we have now can make that that story so much better right now. Yeah, no, it would be. All right, so that was your six, right? That's my six, yes. Okay, so let's go into my, my yeah. I guess, seven. I'll try to see if I can knock it down. Mm-hmm. But I came across the same thing as you. Like, I don't want to have a good movie redone. If it's yeah. a good movie, it's a good movie. So then I fall into the two categories is that 
it's either a movie that was decent that got lost in the in the ethos mm-hmm. throughout time, mm-hmm. which you 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 touched on. Yeah. But my other one are movies that were bad, but had a good had premise. a good story that could be re brought up. So I was thinking about that, but for some reason, I, I mean. I just went blank. I could not think of. I movies. couldn't find one. So here, here. I know they exist because I've seen movies and thought, "Man, this is a great story." I wish they did, but I just I couldn't think of it at the time. All right, so let's let's go down my list. Mm-hmm. So one of them uh, was all right. So there's one that's really good, and I wanted them to re- bring it back with current comedians, and 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 I know. It won't hit the same, but it just out of curiosity. I feel this, like this is my. If uh, you're gonna say, if it's three guys. If no. it's, oh, do I think you're gonna say <laughs> it's honorable mentions? This is an honorable mention for okay, me. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. My honor, it'd be trading places. I thought about that, but then I'm like, it was. It, the, I thought about it. I it thought about it, the, and I thought about it. The but. movie would be it's great on its own, but if you put it into today's cultures, it hit so many like marks. You like, ugh, like cringe. Well, I mean, it's it just feels like it's very. Uh, kind of like an anti-capitalism a little bit. I don't know because it was. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm just. I was trying to imagine. I thought about that one, and I was trying to imagine it now. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know how it would work. Maybe if you change some details around. Yeah. Um. You know, maybe they're not in the trades. Maybe it's something else, or you know, stuff like that. Like yeah. I get the culture. The whole this, premise. This, this has the premise a, of the movie is just basically Dan, Dan Aykroyd know. and Eddie Murphy trade. Uh, posi- or Eddie Murphy's character. Is uh, what do you call the um, a panhandler? He no, no, just, no. Yeah, he's a he's a hustler. He's a hustler. And then Dan Aykroyd is this like is a, is is a, a very egotistical Wall Street trader that is trying to come up on his company. And but that's what I'm saying. Though. So the whole premise of the movie is nature versus nurture kind of thing, where it's yeah. like these. Uh, if you if switch it, positions, how they're yeah come these two rich and, guys decide they want to do an experiment where they switch two people, uh, one that was bred uh, from wealth and, and you know status. The other one obviously grew up on the streets. They're both fairly intelligent, um, kind of level, same level of intelligence. They're both very intelligent guys. Um, And see how they come up. What's the outcome? And see if you switch them, how would they fare in each one of their lives? Yeah, how would they acclimate and change? And and that's I actually think was a great not just because I mean it's easy to just make a movie where because you've seen a million movies where you take somebody that said like um, somebody like Eddie Murphy's character from like a bad neighborhood and bring him into better how he acclimates. But to see the other side of it, which was Dan Aykroyd's side, yeah. and see how he doesn't or does acclimate, and I thought that was that was awesome. And actually, it can really give you a fair assessment about um, you know the class system and stuff like that. I mean, it's a good movie, especially if the comedian does it well. But the question is, I don't know. I mean, obviously, we can't do the same jokes. Yeah. So all right, so that one's <clears throat> uh, for that movie. The next one, okay, you ready? Yeah, one more. Um, it's something. I, I, it's not close to you because you wouldn't. It, it's not something that you'd watch anymore. Was Buffy the Vampire Slayer? Well, yeah, I wouldn't movie. watch it. No, 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 no. But you were. I don't know if you were really a big fan. I know you're a fan of the TV show, but no, I don't know so if you. Uh, that, I was fan of the, sh- the movie. Yeah. Oh, okay, so that, that would be my another one. My next one, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. See, but the thing is, you can't. So you cannot make the movie without obviously referencing the show because the show became it's, such a cult hit. Yeah. Um, I don't know. And I'm not saying the movie was that great. That, it was uh, cheesy. It was it was what it was, but it was meant to be cheesy a little no, bit. No, no, but you know, but the TV show took a rare, more serious approach to it, 
than the movie being a cheesy. Not, not at first. I mean, it had at its first, moments. It had, it had first, its moments, but yeah, but it then, was still kind of like a mixed bag. Yeah, but after towards after a few seasons, they they took more a little bit more of a serious tone. They still had their moments, but they it, it shifted. But, you know, that's the whole point was that she was a very kind of like cheerleader ish yeah. girl. You know that. That, that that fall demons and fall out uh, whatever you know yeah. so but technically um hmm. <laughs> I don't know like because I'm a huge fan of both I'm a huge fan of the cult I even read you're, the comics you're, you're gonna be a high, you're gonna be a, you're gonna be a fan of the you're a fan of the next one too I like anything vampires period but I um I don't know you, it, tell me if you know this did you know Ben Affleck's in the movie he was he had he didn't talk he didn't say a word he was one of the basketball players when she uh, attacked one of the vampires. During a basketball game? Yeah, I remember that scene. Yeah, he was one of the basketball players. Oh, wow. I didn't even know that. <laughs> All right. Shows you how much I've watched this movie. Yeah. All right, so the next one is uh-huh. this one you're a fan of. Yes. Highlander. I Honestly, I was considering that putting on my list. I don't know why I took it off. I felt like we tried going back and forth. Obviously, the, the thing is Highlander is attached to one guy. And yeah. it's weird because Highlander is one of those things where you know about it, but you don't know about it. It's not like it's not the same thing as Terminator or the same thing as like uh, 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 Rambo or Bruce Willis, right? But it does have a very specific Christopher Lambert. Yes. Yeah. He's attached to every single Highlander. movie and even the TV show. The TV show is great, though. By the way. Yeah. Um, that was my next one. I think that would be interesting. Um, I don't know how you would do it. I wouldn't want to just retake, retell the same story. But I, although I do like the, if you watch the original story, it was more interesting if they did it that way because it was a mystery. Yeah. It was more like they didn't, like he didn't really get into it, but he seemed to have this past and all this stuff. That kind of stuff is interesting to me. So immortals. I like the, oh, I like the whole idea of, of immortals. immortal people. Yeah. The people that basically have lived centuries and kind of live amongst us now. All right. So the next one, mm-hmm. um, this one, it came out in the 90s. Um, and it it touched at the time it was it touched on a lot of different subjects that we talk we still talk to to this day yeah and it was pump up the volume with Christian Slater so you this, I feel like I know why you picked that though why I feel, <laughs> okay so if you were gonna remake that he's not gonna be on a radio right obviously with technology is different so that means he would have like a podcast so it yeah. would be like an illegal podcast. That he would produce and distribute. Well, podcasts are not illegal. Well, no, no. What I'm saying in this case, somehow it would have to be something where... That he, he won't be found where he was at. It would be... It because would be, he, cause he was in remote locations. No, no. But you can but, actually... I mean, think about it. You can trace IP addresses. So you can yeah. try to do it that way. He has but, a VPN, but then you can't. Oh, that's what I'm saying. But that you can obviously get back. What I'm saying yeah. is but you can still make it work based on today's technology yeah but, and, and obviously it would be a rate it would be a podcast versus a radio, radio station sh- radio so station. the question is obviously it have to be um what kind of topics would you have to discuss that in a small town obviously they would want to shut you down all right but in the movie he he did tackle or he did discuss like heavy subjects I, no I, he did he did yeah. i mean i know i'm saying i'm agreeing he did yeah he did so i feel like it, it, it's just that he is bringing to like because in the movie he was like a shy kid that wasn't able to talk to people face to face, so he used the radio mm-hmm. as his form of communication to share his thoughts and his ideas and mm-hmm. uh, bring on conversations that normally people wouldn't talk about. So I think that would be a great thing to redo in a form. Either it would be I was my I, I, the idea was either be a a podcast 
or uh like a YouTube channel but with a blank slate like a blank slate picture. Like anonymous? Like anonymous. Like he has he he'll just do videos and have conversations. But you know something? You can make a show like that. You can make something like that where he's calling out people in the town, like specifically by name, and uh no no actual like place would host it, you know, yeah. like None of the none of the regular uh, uh, podcast places were hosted, or just because maybe he's giving out too personal information or like that. So yeah. he has to host his on his own site, his own server. So basically, him having to hide that, you know, it it's, it can work. It, it can, can literally work. work. I, I know it sounds weird, but it can actually work, even though it's not radio and it's podcast like that. It can work. So all right, the next one mm. is you have to you have to work with me on this one. This one's okay. a, a little bit no, this one's a little bit doable, palatable. It would be Biodome, I think, because mm. it would be a good comedy about. I I, I thought I it, felt like the thing. Okay, so you're making a reboot of a comedy that was that didn't take itself too seriously. Yeah, I think it's it, it, it would be, it would be it would come out to it would it would. I feel like it would it would come out very, um um, what what do you call that uh uh, uh Go, like parody? Gotta, yeah, it's gonna be a parody of itself of the movie. But the only weird thing is about it is that that movie felt like it was made specifically not only for the time, but for Polly Shore. Yeah, like it was, was very Polly Shore movie. Yeah, it was. But I feel like I, th- I this one was like I, I was like, all right, this one I remember this movie well enough. It wasn't a good movie. Uh-huh. This was one of these like movies that were bad, but it would be a good movie as a comedy if mm-hmm. if it took itself serious ser- more serious than it did. Okay, which one? Biodome. Oh, so you're saying if you remake it, we take it a little bit more seriously, like yeah, like if it was more of an environmental crisis than than it was, because they were they were just experimenting, but like if they took it more serious on well, it. Well, you know what's really crazy? If you were to make a movie, and instead of like biodome, you know they have to survive in different situations, but then basically you were to input everything that we're dealing with right now in 2020 yeah i'm like that's like, what i was thinking it was like something in the current climate that what we're doing i just want to watch a movie like like that where people go where somebody just mentions murder hornets yeah <laughs> all right so this is the last one uh-huh and this one yeah uh had a very young jack black and seth green and it was a very specific genre for comedy and specific subset of a type of sport. Why That's am I it. blanking on this? Wait, you said Seth Green and Jack Black. Yes. Is it the skating movie? Yep, Airborne. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute. I, like, I know like, it's weird because like, I literally put every movie together. I'm like, wait a minute. Really? Airborne? Yeah. Okay, so... Cause Cause, Airborne, okay. Cause the only reason, all right, this is the only reason. The other movie was. All right, I'll, I'll go back to why I picked this movie. But my uh, this was between this one and Daryl. Mm-hmm. If you remember Daryl, yeah, the robot kid, the robot kid. So he was human, right? But just remember, Daryl was because I was back and forth. He wasn't a robot physically. He was a human physically, but had robot chips Parts. in his brain. Yeah, that okay. he was able to process. A, a, a yeah, he had a robot brain. Yeah. Okay. Right, so, I, go ahead to Airborne. So, so it was between Airborne and Daryl, and Airborne won. <laughs> I don't know why, because I feel Daryl would be more. It, it'll fall in the line of Ex Machina, but more of a, she was a robot. But this one, it would be a human. The only reason I picked Airborne is because we haven't had like a specific sports like skater movie 
even though I don't do it, mm-hmm. I just enjoyed the movie so much that I was like, I just need a reboot of this one just to just to have a good chuckle and just something enter something very blatantly just entertaining for. I think I'm gonna bust page. your bubble a little bit. What? I'm just gonna say one thing. Go, Johnny Tsunami. Mm. But Johnny what? Tsunami, Johnny Tsunami <laughs> was surfing to snowboarding, but I want inline skating. Uh, but what that's. What was that guy? That guy was something. He was a surfer that did inline skating. Okay, but so (laughs) and Johnny Tsunami did snowboarding to surfing. Sir, no, no. And they did snow uh, surfing to snowboarding. I'm just saying. It's still. I I just like. I I felt like your reboot coming came and left, buddy. No, no, no. Okay. Um, as far as Daryl, I feel like there was something close to it, um, which was AI. Yeah. AI felt, but AI felt AI, but they they were they were aware of what he was. Yeah, but like he wasn't. No, in this family, no, in the family that we watched, no, they they weren't. Yeah. So actually, what I found weird, just real quick, is I just because I haven't thought about Daryl in forever. The one weird thing about Daryl that I thought was interesting was, you know, because obviously he's a robotic brain, right? Yeah. So he's a kid with a robotic brain. So there's a scene in the movie where, um, he's like he's a perfect kid. That's yeah. the thing. He got everything right. He does everything perfectly well. When he plays baseball, he, you know, it's everything at the park because he's he has he has that kind of mechanism, right? So when somebody told him basically that his parents they expect his parents expect him to it's mess up sometimes so they can feel useful, and he purposely does that. I was just like, that's kind of messed up. <laughs> he goes, I could do this right, but no, I just choose not to. Yeah, like oh, so I gotta basically be a be a be a mess up every so often so that they can feel useful, like. <laughs> I just messed up story struck. I just messed up. Like, anyways, I just thought it was funny. Yeah. Um. All right. So, yeah, so, so that's your are, list. Those are our top five or top six. Uh, yeah. I guess more than average six. Yeah. So average six of our reboots. All right. Uh, so now, all right. Here's another one. Here's the last one. So, toy soldiers. Toy soldiers. You remember that one? The one about the where they take over the school and the yeah. kids have to take uh kind of take uh, it back. Ash, Aust- um, Sean Austin, and uh, has Lewis uh, Gossett Jr. Yeah, I'm gonna bust your bubble again. What? Um, Mastermind. Yeah, I remember that one. But was was that around the same time? No, no, no that was, was years later. That was years later. But that's essentially a reboot, no? Yeah, that was kind of that was a a remake. No, no, it, it's it, not a remake because it was is different. Like that no, wasn't re- a boarding uh, school in the sense of like that a re- was a reboot. I'm thinking is that they're keeping the same name with the same kind of storyline. Yeah, no, a this was remake. Wasn't, Mm. Is that they take the idea of what that movie is and interpret it into their own? No, this was more of a they had this um, uh, mastermind had more of a um, what do you call it a, a Home Alone vibe where yeah. like you know a little little comedy or whatever. But no, um, Toy Soldiers was not funny at all. Like it had funny parts, but it was not meant to be funny. No, it wasn't. So the other all right, I'm before we cut it off. I'm uh-huh. gonna, my other two movies that I had that was on my list, I just wanted to tell you just to get you quick. Yeah, 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 yeah. yes Go or for no? It. Go for it. And they both, and what's funny, they they both include Lewis uh, Gossett Jr. Ready? Lewis it was Gossett. Digstown. Is that a boxing movie? Yep. That he cha- he does, he fights like ten people in in two nights. <laughs> and the other one was Iron Eagle. Why Iron Eagle? I don't know why. Didn't they make like a bunch of reboots of that? Not a reboots, but a, a sequels. sequels to that. Yeah, like three or four of them. I just feel like would that really play well right now? I think it, like what war would it be? What was the war that they're like coming, it, it, coming back from or something? I, I don't know. It, it could be any. It could be said in the future, but I feel like it would. My thing would have been like he. Mm. The only cheesiest part and would have been useless is like he becomes a, he he takes control of a drone 
to save his dad. Like a drone plane or like drone fighter pilot. I just thought so I'm like iron like <laughs> Yeah, Iron Eagle. All right, so guys, we're gonna take a quick break and we'll come back with Nix's movie review. Yep, yep. Welcome back to Nix's movie review. <laughs> <laughs> We don't have the music thing, so I have to do my I know, sound, the sound I know. effects. I, got I need you, a soundboard. I got you, bro. I got you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's see. What, what did we get to watch this week? So, Well, let's start. Oh, well, yeah, let's. I, before we do the actual yeah. movie review, let's start about what you just started watching on Netflix. Oh, so, yeah, I don't want to. I'm not going to give my, my honest opinion yet because uh, uh, I just started watching it. But the reason I started watching it is because I had read something. Um, mentioning that this kind of has a very Buffy the Vampire Slayer oh. feel to it, right? Because um, the name, the name would have not let me watch it because the name was kind of, I don't think that thing. The name kills it a little bit. So the name of the show is called Warrior Nun. Okay. So by name alone, it just does not. I don't know. I just it feels kind of it feels like I'm watching a B movie. But the name, but the show itself, I do appreciate, and it's mostly the storyline of. Uh, the young girl in the in the show, I don't want to give it away like of what happens, but I do. Um, the the show kind of reference back and forth based on you know, uh, an overall picture of what's going on, and what's going on specifically with uh the the lead actress in the show, which I think her storyline so far I have I've been totally engaged in. Um, so I I can't wait to see where it at right now. I want to say I'm at uh, episode five of the series. Um, and I'm hoping the rest of the show is, is just as is just as good. So if you guys have watched it, let me know what you think. What's it called? Um, it's called Warrior Nun, okay. and it's on Netflix. Oh yeah, I'm on 30 minutes of the first episode. <laughs> I haven't gone through a full episode yet. Oh, uh, there's a lot to discover. So yeah, it was a, it was a good show so far. I can't wait to finish watching it. Um, but before we get into the actual movie reviews, I did see something that caught my attention this week too. Um, and I don't. I feel like this guy does not get enough uh mention all uh with this stuff but uh seth green that's seth, is seth rogan seth rogan yes um he's been making you know it's funny he's been making these little movies and stuff like that like but you don't i don't know why i feel like you don't it's not that he doesn't get the attention people appreciate it whatever they're funny but i don't know why you just don't hear about him as much when he comes to these movies and because he makes movies and tv shows a lot actually it seems like because one of my favorite shows that I got to enjoy was a uh, Future Man. Yeah, that's that's him, that's Seth, uh, Seth Rogen, um, and obviously a bunch of movies we we all watched and we all enjoyed, um, but this one is different, and that's one thing I thought was different. So he is making a movie that's going to straight to HBO Max. Yeah, we talked about it. Hmm? We talked about this already. What do you mean? The movie? Did we not talk about it? Yes, we have. Did we have a? Tra- we I didn't see a trailer. No before. trailer. We, okay. we, we, it was a general discussion. I don't remember. Well, about HBO Max, maybe, but I don't remember about this movie. Yeah, about this movie specifically. Okay. As long as, you know, you're tracking this stuff. Oh, yeah. That's, <laughs> so, why, that's why when I saw the trailer, I'm like, it's finally out. Because I was like, I'm so excited to see one of his I movies. I just didn't. You know what it was? Based on the name, it, was, it wasn't going to tell you much. So, But the trailer was interesting. So, um, okay. So, just to give you a heads up. So, I watched the trailer. And just to give you a little breakdown of the story, it, it appears that basically it starts off with Seth Rogen as... Um, so I guess he's an immigrant coming to the uh, the the to New York back in the 1920s when when all the immigrants coming to 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 New York to the to the U.S. Um, I'm not sure what country he was coming from. 
I did. I, I don't know if they made that clear in the trailer. No, they didn't. So he's obviously, you know, old world, whatever. He's coming to this, uh, whatever. So his first position looks like he's uh, working at a pickle factory. Yes. Um. So, you know, he's a very strong-willed person. He found the love of his life, stuff like that. And, uh, you know, it's, it seems very funny, especially if you're playing that kind of old-school 1920s style. Um, and then, obviously, something happens where he falls into a vat, like, of, of pickles. Of a, a brine. Brine, yes. And somehow that preserves him for, like, 100 years. <laughs> so, I I mean, obviously, that's, like, so crazy. So and then he, And then you see Seth Rogen play again his own ancestor, which actually is kind of interesting because they did make him look fairly... Huh? His descendant? No, yeah, his ancestor. Well, so obviously he is the ancestor, but yeah, yeah his descendant. Um, so yeah, it it, it it was interesting because they did make him look fairly different, considering yeah. they look they both looked like Seth Rogen, you but, know. But close enough that they, they look like they're relatable, but different enough that he's like exactly. He's, so almost close enough, like if you were to look at either one individually, you say, "Oh, that's Seth Rogen," but and not in in any kind of weird way. But together, you were like, "Oh, they look like different." Kind of like different people. Yeah. So it was it was good. I thought it was interesting just because I guess the whole premise is more like um, this old world or this this old times uh, um, uh, mentality mentality versus the new type of mentality. Obviously, yeah. because you know the old and they, I, think, I guess they're, you know they're coming out is? to be around the same age in the sense of like. No, I think he was older. And he was older when he fell in. Versus, yeah. No, I think they're fairly the same age. But I know I know what it comes across from the trailer. Is that it shows like how you were talking about that the it shows like at the time that the the older Seth Rogen character the one from the nineteen twenty he had he was very connected to his wife to his to his people to his family to everybody that it shows like the the gap between a hundred years how the Seth Rogen of the current time is very disconnected with everyone. So it's it's, like, it's going to be a coming of age story. You could tell already. So I th- also think is that one thing is because he's very specifically coming, you know, in the 1920s, where all these all these immigrants came to the U.S. Uh, it was I think that's I think it's going to be a clear story of what the American dream might have been back when it actually was referenced. Like you know, when we talk about the American dream, I think that's obviously where maybe you could say it started. Yeah. You know, because all these people come in, in here, they came in hungry. They came in wanting, you know, a very specific, you know, like, like fortune in their life. And I think versus what maybe the millennials or, or, or like us as a new generation, you know, how we, we kind of lost how, that, that message. Oh, we have that as a different vision of what the American dream Yeah, is. it's like, it's almost like, you know, because the, the, the one from 100 years ago comes in hungry and he knows that if he wants something, he has to get it. He has to take it. And that's the drive that he has. And it looks like it obviously plays out in the movie somehow. And obviously the newer generation is almost like kind of like it's kind of like defaulting to like, well, you know, that's not what they're giving me. Like, it's almost like there's a difference between getting what you want and then the other one where it's like basically taking what you're offered. Yeah. So that's I got a good I, assessment I, on that one. No, and it's it's an interesting story. And I can't wait to see how he plays it out because I like Seth Rogen. I like yeah. his I like his style of, his style of comedy and, you know. So like laugh. <laughs> oh yeah, it's the most distinctive laugh in the world. <laughs> yeah. All right. What do you got next for us? Oh, okay. So those were the those were the prelims, I guess, for the movie review. So let's go with the first. Well, let's go with the first. I don't know if you want to call it movie, but I, I it definitely just a rea- our reaction to it. It's a it's one of the most iconic, I guess, now for our current 
a generation is most one of the most iconic uh, things out there, which is uh, Hamilton released a full version of their Broadway musical yes. onto Disney Plus. Yes, sir. And it's I'm so, so we, it's so bizarre because I knew every song. Like even before I watched this, I've never seen the whole, the whole uh, play, the whole uh, Broadway play played out. But no. I knew every song because I listened to every song. Um, yeah, you introduced me to it. I, <laughs> yes, you did. Uh, but yeah, I You're knew welcome. every song and I was into it. And I like, so it didn't. I mean, obviously, it wasn't like a movie movie, but it was just, it was just inspiring. Yeah, no, it it hit different for me in this one. What do you it, mean? Because I knew. All right, so the thing it's it's I knew every song. Yes, but. Once you added the visual aspect to it, and the context, and, and the, the context, the breakdown, and the, the play, well, how the how, how the characters sang against each other and their yeah. movements, I got I cried, in some parts. I'm not gonna lie. It was it was there was moments that was very cheerful, happy, and there was moments that were very sad, and it, it, I went through all those ranges of emotions that I have would that I have never went through mm-hmm. listening on audio only. <laughs> It's, no, you're right. You're right. So it's. I'm gonna give it a five. I'm just letting you know now. But it was it, it and I was happy because I was. So, I'm still go. I'll, if it comes back to Orlando, I might go see it just mm-hmm. because I want to hear the live music in full audio. You want to feel the music, yeah. Yeah, I want to feel the music because it's a different experience. But it was a great experience of what it is because I know most likely I will never see the original cast play in a theatrical, yeah, in a theater itself, unless it's like a super special occasion and I have like twelve thousand dollars to spend, maybe on a ticket. But it was a great experience on its own, and and I don't know how long it's going to be on Disney Plus. I think it's. I think Disney said it from the beginning. I think we discussed it. Is that Anything they release on there, it stays there. Okay. So it's not something they're going to take off, whatever. This is just permanent. Right. Somebody, I think somebody mentioned that. They're like, oh, it's going to be for at least two weeks, and then they're going to Really? I it. feel like anything they release on there is permanently there. Yeah. So. It might be two weeks there, because if you go to Amazon, you have to rent it, and that, that might be for two weeks. Yeah. But um, it was a great experience, and I loved every second of it. You know what's funny? is I was watching, and I was thinking to myself, I mean, obviously, I, obviously I believe that there's some creative, uh, creative choices they made. I mean, I don't know if this is as accurate as a, what actually happened in, the, in in Hamilton's life, but I do like that it humanized them. Like it humanized those people, it humanized our, our founders and the people that that you know founded this country. Because it's like it's so easy to just put them on on a different type of, of level and not think of them like they're us. And like anybody, anybody in history, anybody in in any kind of iconic role, you like you just think of them as a different person or a different being. When you can humanize them, like even with whatever all the strengths, and, and then you give them their weaknesses, and you give them all their everything together, you f- like that's the thing you feel connected. Yeah, and I like that kind of stuff. I like it when you, especially when the whole perspective of um, immigration, in a sense, because it's like that's literally that's I mean that's when almost literally everybody was an immigrant. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So. And it just shows you. I mean, I don't know. I I, I think it was, I would love to see people in history like that because it's again, it's so easy to just see somebody like you just you you learned it in history books. Yeah, this different. person did A, B, and C at this year in time, but to know who they were, their faults, defaults, like because I don't think it takes for me personally, it doesn't take away if I know everything about a person because yeah, they, you're gonna find some ugly things in their past. Um, it's just, but it, I don't know, man. It's like my whole my whole 
interest is motivation. Yeah. Like what drives people? And sometimes you need to know all those those bad things, uh, the things that they did, you know, things that made them human to know what drove them to be who they became. Yeah. Sorry. I'm and he just, was very driven. Well, I, I love that. that. <laughs> it's, it's, it's infectious. <laughs> yeah. a, a, a driven person is super infectious. Yes, it is. So, okay. So those were like, um, I, like we said, that's definitely five. Yeah. Yeah. But that's on a whole different level. Yeah. So I can't wait to compare it to, uh, um, Cats? Le- uh, no, no, <laughs> No, that's that's don't ever bring that up again. It's horrible. Uh, no, uh, to uh, to um, Lynn Miranda's other work, which is coming out in theaters soon too, as well. In the Heights. In the Heights, and I think that's going to speak to us on a more personal level. Yeah, because it does it it goes directly to the Hispanic community. Of, Not just that, the like a lot of the like in the Heights is mostly a lot of Dominicans, Dominicans and Puerto Ricans. Yep. It, yeah, because it's talking about Washington Heights and New York, so yeah. it's yeah, it's going to hit close to home on that one. Yes, so definitely that's gonna hit a five. So we can't wait to see that. Yeah. Um. So the last one is uh, My Spy. Yes. With uh, Batista. Um. I forgot the little girl's name. Um. You know, but one of my favorite characters is always gonna be the 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 tech in the sh- in the one. She's the one that that voices uh the girl from uh, Bob's Burgers. She has the most distinct voice ever, though. Um, Kristen uh, Shaw. Yeah, she has the most distinct voice. And I love her. Every time I see her on, on screen, I always light up because she has the most distinct voice ever. And I love listening to her talk because, yeah, she play, uh, She does uh, the voice from Bob's Burgers. Um, she was on that show, uh, the, uh, Last Man Standing, or Last oh, Man, yeah. uh, stuff like that. So I really enjoy watching her. Uh, Dave Bautista, you know, he, he's a character. I mean, he's funny. I if you really want to know what this movie falls into, it kind of feels like the pacifier. Yeah. A little does. bit less, not as, uh, as jokey as that one and a little over the top, but um, definitely in the same system. And because obviously it's about this guy who's, you know, a badass, I guess, you know, spy. So, all right. So yeah. before you went into so this movie uh-huh. for me, hit the marks of a traditional pacifier, ba- like, Somebody that starts as a, a badass, mm-hmm. but it really has like a, a is really a huge softy in the inside. Once you peel back the layers, yes, so uh, you have the the cute kid, and then the the nerdy tech with all the slide comments or the comedic relief. Mm-hmm. Like they all hit their marks when they needed to. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it did do that, but I don't feel like it's really delivered for me. It was there was a, not much. There's not much of a transition for Batista. Like yeah. Like, I mean, the girl, too, because the girl, she seemed clever and, and well-adjusted. Like, she was able to accomplish a lot of the things in the movie already before. He didn't really, I feel like he didn't really teach her anything. Yeah. Like, you know, the, usually what happens with that kind of stuff is that you have somebody who teaches you, let's say, you're getting bullied, so you teach them how to fight and they fight back. But it just seems like she already had all those skills in the beginning. Um, I would say the casting is crazy because I don't know if that's a that's an actual daughter, but the girl who played her, the mother, and she was actually uh, from The Joker. Oh yeah, she was she and just like that him. little girl. Wow, like I'm like, are they actually related? <laughs> like, so that was really cool. Um, the little girl, I would like to see her in other things. She seems like she's gonna be, she's gonna be doing good things in her career. Yeah, she was a good act. She she did good. Uh, Ken Ken, um, what's his name? David Kim, Ken Young. He was funny. He yeah. played like five. Like I, I just like him. As, I know. As I love character. him as a character. I love him in anything he does. Um, I just feel like he was like in five scenes, and it was yeah. it was it. Um, no, it was it was like I said, it was okay. Like it was a decent, definitely movie. something you could watch. Like 
This is it's something. one of those Sunday afternoon movies. And I think I watch it on a Sunday afternoon. <laughs> that's perfectly said. Like yeah, if you're just is... chilling on the couch and you just want to have something play that's entertaining, definitely you can put you can pop this on, you can turn this on, and it's and it's on Amazon. Um, if you have Amazon Prime, it's part of their package. So yeah, it's entertaining to watch enough to that you don't need to be fully have it to like have all your attention to it because you pretty much is predictable how it's gonna go. But at the same time, it's entertainable. That he's like, oh, I could watch it. I could watch it and just mm. if I turn it off and put it back on, I'll just keep going in the background. It's like mm. a background movie for me that I'll I'll have kind of have like half ass attention to it, mm. but not be really invested in it. You know what's really funny is like I'm I really want to time these out. Like I feel like I'm starting to notice a pattern. I love following patterns because you say we say pacifier, right? Yeah. But. Before that, there was another one. I don't know if you remember. It's obviously the storyline was way out there, but the one with the the Hulk Hogan. Oh, uh, wasn't it very similar? Where you know he played the similar role. Like he was like this space cop style badass, and then he lived in this little house. Suburban and, Commando. Suburban Commando. Yeah. Oh, is it Mr. Nanny? No, no, Mr. Nanny was. Oh no, Suburban Commando. Yes. Yeah, which so. was Mr. Nanny? Now I'm like, you got me thinking. Uh, Mr. Nanny, that was the one that it was, uh, no, that, yeah, he takes a job as a bodyguard and a nanny to... Oh, so it was Mr. Okay, so it yeah. wasn't out of Suburban Commando, it was Mr. Nanny, sorry. Sorry, guys. So, yeah, Sub- Mr. Nanny, similar storyline. So, you got Mr. Nanny, you got the pacifier, and then you have, and I feel like that's what I'm saying, there's a pattern of movies that follow that... That trope. That trope, yeah. Yeah, that it's, it, and it, it is, it's like the big badass that has a, is a that's a softy at the end, or... Yeah, basically... So, or has some layers of like, oh, he he is impervious to something nice or something. Uh, and you know, it's funny. Like, uh, then if you want to go further, obviously it's not the nanny role, but again, you have another one. Um, kindergarten cop. That's different, though. But is it? Yeah. Is it? I mean, think about it. It really is. It like, I mean, I guess that he's not two he, and a half cop. No, two and a half cops wouldn't. No, oh, two and a half okay. cops. No, it was no. no, no, that wasn't it. But definitely like kindergarten cop. I yeah, felt it like felt, it it's felt, close. Yeah. It's close. Same exact kind of thing where this guy, super like badass, uh, has his background, whatever is going on. And I feel like every time, wow, I just realized every every tough guy in Hollywood, I think, has this role. Just just started to hit me. Cause okay, perfect. I just really thought about okay, so you have. Going back, Hulk Hogan, Mr. Nanny, right? Um, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Kindergarten Cop. The Rock, um, which was that one with, uh, they brought his daughter. There's a football player. Okay, yes, 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 yes. Um, you making me look at it. I'll I'm sorry, but yeah, there's that one. Uh, Vin Diesel, the pacifier. And now you got Dave Batista as uh, my spy. Yeah. <laughs> so, eh, look at that. I, I, we should name. I feel like we should name that genre of movie. Cop and a Half falls under it. You think so? You just brought yeah. that up, but that's that. That's a, uh, uh, um, a, uh, 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 not um, what's his name? Man, he was like a. He in his time, he was considered the badass. Um, I know. Uh, uh, why am I blanking on him right now? Are you gonna say his name? Are you gonna make me think about it? Go. I'm gonna make you think about it. Oh, uh, yeah, um, you got it. You got it. No, I don't. Yeah, yeah, no. All right, so 
Go. I literally have his <laughs> face in my head. I have every movie that he's ever done in my head. And for some reason, I, I'm blanking on the man's name. Really? Yeah. I'm, I'm keeping you there. Whatever, man. I don't care. <laughs> so, we're ending it. so we're ending it. How many Nickies do you give uh, the My Spy? Um, I don't, uh, Two and a half. I give it a two. Give it a two? Yeah. I give it a two. Dos. <laughs> Dos Nickies. So, uh, yeah. So, I mean, definitely worth watching if you get, if you have the opportunity. Um, I would watch Hamilton first. <laughs> <laughs> I would. How I, yes. Um, so check that out. Um, yeah, that's everything. That's my Nikki movie review corner, I guess. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. And you can always find us on our Instagram. T- yes, baby. Oh, wait, baby has a said, what movie do you have? One's, one's bitten. So, all right. So now mm-hmm. we're going to do this. We're going to do our dream cast for once bitten next episode. Oh, that's tricky. So, all right. Yes. Sorry, we had to cut off in the middle, but. Yes, so next week we're going to go back, come back. Instead of doing a top five review, we'll do a dream cast. Let's do three characters and one director. Good? That's good with you? Have our dream cast. There's four, there's four main, just real quick, there's four main actors that, that comprise that movie for real. That is the main. I guess, so, right, so four characters and the four direct, characters. The four characters and one director to direct it. Yes. Okay, so that's going to be our dream cast with the director for mm-hmm. Once Bitten. Once Bitten for mm-hmm. next week but guys thank you so much for listening we really appreciate it you can always find us on our instagram twitch and, and twitch i keep saying twitch because you want us to have a twitch yes, we'll have really, one soon yeah we're gonna have one soon so you can always find us on our instagram twitter and facebook at nerds in the city you can always send us emails at nerds in the city podcast at gmail.com and as always tell a nerd send a nerd bring a nerd all right guys have a great week yeah.